Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The St. Louis restaurant scene has its established stars. That includes James Beard winners Gerard Kraft and Kevin Nashen. Their ambitions have shaped how we got here. But where we go from here may well be shaped by a different set of talents. These are the scene's rising stars. And every year, Sauce Magazine profiles a handful in its list of ones to watch. Joining us today to talk about this feature is Sauce Mag- Managing Editor Heather Hughes-Huff. And she helped spearhead this issue. Heather, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So, Heather, these ones to watch, you've been watching them now for years. Who are some <laughs> of the rising stars who've gone on to be actual superstars? Oh, um, we have seen some really successful people that uh, we've called out earlier in their careers who've gone on to have big positions or open their own places. Um, Sorry, I wasn't expecting the question. I'm like rifling through my head about um, who has their own spot. And um, I know Adam Altnether, who Mm. is the uh, chef and co-owner of Elmwood. We called out very early when he was working with Gerard Kraft at Niche. Um, There have been uh, people who started um, like Evie Sudoba, um, who was also at one of Gerard Kraft's restaurants, um, who is now at the last hotel running her own kitchen. Um, there's uh, been countless. I mean, there's so many. Uh, we get so excited to go to new places that are owned and operated by people who we knew when they were like 21 or um, in their mid-20s just trying to cook on the line. And we actually have two of this year's picks with us today. Uh, The first is Alejandra Fallows. She's the bar manager at Chandler Hill Vineyards, um, and she recently achieved the top score on her certified sommelier exam, and she's just 25 years old. So Alejandra Fallows, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And we're uh, we're also joined today by Bailey Shookman. She's the beverage director at the acclaimed restaurant Farmhouse. She's also a certified sommelier, and Sauce's profile describes her as a wine-slash-cocktail-slash-service triple threat. So, Bailey Shookman, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) Now, you two are both certified sommeliers at an age when many people are just starting to sort of dip their toe into drinking wine and learning about wine. Alejandra, I'm wondering, how old were you when you first started getting into wine? I first found my interest in wine um, actually while I was working full-time while uh, attending University of Texas. Um, and so I was 18 years old when I was introduced to it. Um, so Tex- you were serving it before you could even legally drink oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Texas laws are a little bit more lenient than Missouri law, so I was able to taste the wines for training purposes. Um, but that's kind of when I got introduced to the scene. But also my father growing up was a super like big wine connoisseur and really into it, so it was always kind of a part of my life. Bailey, what got you interested in wine? Um, well, I'd always been in restaurants, and I'd always um, worked my way up uh, into management and then behind the bar, and just the more I learned about things, the more I learned I didn't know anything about wine, and it came to a point where I was like, this is the one thing I don't know anything about yet. I have to do this, <laughs> and then I just dived in. <laughs> so that sommelier exam that I mentioned, it is famously challenging. Like you are not just sitting down in a room marking up a score sheet like the SATs, which are hard enough as is. Um, tell us, what are some of the tricky components of this test that you guys both aced, Alejandra? I mean, it was all, it was, all of it was tricky. I um, can say, you know, I had the pleasure of like studying at the same time as Bailey. And I know we both made a lot of sacrifices for like our social life and, um, just in general, we kind of just had to really zero in on it and make wine our life. Um, 
it was tricky, but I would say that it was also like a really pleasurable experience as well. It definitely tested our limits. Bailey, what are they testing you on? I mean, th- again, this isn't just multiple choice. They actually have you drinking wine during mm-hmm. this exam. Yeah, it's a three-part exam, uh, blind tasting, service, and then theory, which is a 50-question written exam. So it's not fill in the blank. Uh, which would be great, but um, they want to make sure you actually know what the answer is. So you're giving, like, long-form answers. Some of them are long-form answers. There's also saw math, and I put little quotation marks because that's just what we call it when they ask you, you know, how many kegs do you need to order for a party of 50? And things that you would need to know as a beverage director that um, a lot of people find really challenging, but they want to make sure if they're handing out certifications that you know what you're talking about in every aspect. So, you know, it can be things um, like they'll show a picture of a a country and say, you know, what country is this that makes wine or, you know, what small region or small vineyard is this? And you don't know. You just got to guess. And then there's uh, four wines, two whites, two reds that you have to blind. Um, and when you have that blind tasting, they're trying to get you to identify the notes in the wine or you're actually needing to identify that grape? Yeah. You the grape? To, yeah, the year... <laughs> Ideally, there's a year range, and it gets more difficult as you move up in levels, but for the second level, I think there's like a three-year range they want you to hit in. How do you um, even begin to figure out from, from tasting wine what year it's in? I get knowing the grape, but <laughs> knowing the year, I mean, do you just have to drink so much wine to be ready for this thing? Kind of. Part of it is, yeah. <laughs> part of it is a lot of wine drinking. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of it has to do with, like, um, there are a lot of visual cues for an, a wine's age, and then also a lot of... Uh, like just palate cues and also um, just how it smells and aromatics and stuff. Um, So we have kind of a lot of different key factors that we can reference, um, but it's a lot of different things that attribute to the age. It's not super tricky, though. I feel like someone explained it to me once that wine kind of works the same way fruit does. You can tell if a fruit is getting a little old because it tastes a little old, and it's kind of the same way with wine. So when Alejandra mentions cues, she means things that you can tell from from tasting it or looking at it. Mm -hmm, Exactly. You can tell sometimes from the color how old the wine is? Mm -hmm. The same way like an apple will start to brown when you cut it open. That exact same process happens in wine, so you'll see psalms like tilt the glass and there's a, a brown kind of rim that will appear on wines that are older, um, whereas younger ones will be bright, kind of like a really ripe fruit will be really bright. So it's it kind of makes sense. <laughs> well, it's so many things that you have to be good at in order to pass these tests. So you think about people you know who have really good palates, but they're not necessarily like having the best personality for service, you know, and... Um, the written portion, needing to know all of these countries and regions, it's like you have to be an expert on agriculture, but not just that. It's almost like politics and history, knowing um, which regions, how they progress, how the grapes got from one place to another. It's a really unique person who can do all of those together and also be excellent at service. Um, we were talking also about um, while we were waiting, how few women um, are in some of these tests, like Bailey said how many, there were like 40 men and six women on, mm-hmm. on in your test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, that's an intimidating environment. It was intimidating. <laughs> it's definitely a male-dominated male, dom- male dominated industry. Yeah. 
We're talking to Alejandra Fallows. She's the bar manager at Chandler Hill Vineyards. We're also talking to Bailey Shookman, who is the beverage director at Farmhouse. And we're also joined today by Sauce Managing Editor Heather Hughes-Huff, because Sauce has profiled both these women as ones to watch. Heather, the Sauce profiles for both of these women, um, they also um, suggest that they're making a point to learn much more than just wine. As much as this wine part is so complicated, that's not all they're doing. Why is that something that's important? in today's restaurant world? Well, as Bailey mentioned before, it's part of the SOM test is you need to be able to run a beverage program. Um, I think All beverages. You can't just say, I'm only doing wine. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, yeah. some place, some restaurants will want their focus to be on wine. Sure. We try to focus on wine, but... Kevin's a big beer person, and we get a lot of beer people coming in. And That's you have Kevin to be ready for that, too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, now, you work at a, at a winery, Alejandra, but I understand you've also sought out knowledge in other areas to supplement that. How do you make that work from being in defiance at the winery to learning from people in St. Louis? It seems like you almost have to be in two places at once. It, it takes a lot of commuting, a lot of driving. Um, I I'm strategically living uh, right in between the city and Defiance, so I'm uh, right outside the city lines in Richmond Heights. Um, but before working at Chandler Hill, I lived in South City. Um, but it really is just maintaining those relationships that I developed beforehand um, and, you know, just touching base and supporting small business owners and, you know, people in this industry who are doing the same thing with the same passion that we have. Um, and so it's just if it's so important to us to want to be successful to that, then we should support the success of others because we're only successful when the people around us are. Now, Bailey Farmhouse is a really wildly respected restaurant, but it's also a pretty small place. Mm -hmm. So how do you find mentors to learn from even when you're spending so much time at a place where you're kind of the in-house expert? They're not hiring you to be mentored. They're hiring you to mentor others. Yeah. um, Honestly, I um, find a lot of joy in teaching people. Um, So this is kind of put me in a position where um, I have to step up and be an example. And when someone has a question, I don't just give them an answer. I give them like, you know, we talked about old fashions and I printed up a four page report about it. So, (laughs) you know, I just want them to be excited as I am about all the little details and nuances that make these things. So that that challenges me to keep learning so that I can you know, be a guide. And you can answer those questions mm-hmm. because Absolutely. you're studying. Now, Alejandra, you talked in your sauce interview about the importance of an ethical and a healthy work environment. Tell us a little bit. What do you mean by that? I would say that um, it's very rare and far and few in between to ask any woman um, that has worked in this industry whether they have experienced a 100% ethical environment. And it's difficult to find that in any workplace, of course. Um, I would say, though, on average, every single woman that I know in this industry has experienced something like that. And, you know, it's not just targeted on women either. Um, the restaurant industry is just a little bit dominated by um, by men in general. And a lot of the, a lot of the people that are running um, the restaurant industry in St. Louis in particular are a lot of guys who look the same. Um, and so, you know, when, when the people above you don't look like you, your problems aren't necessarily their problems. Um, and so I think the really cool thing about St. Louis right now and about this industry is that there are a lot of ridiculously competent women, um, and people of color that want to see this industry advance in a way that goes to bat for them. Um, and 
I think that's something that Bailey does every day in her job. I think that's something that we do together. And um, a lot of the women in this industry, like, you know, Alicia Calvert and Juliet Doddle, like, they're always going to bat for um, people who don't always have the opportunity to advocate for themselves. Um, and at the end of the day, it's not about anyone getting ahead of anyone else. It's just about everyone having the same rights. Um, yeah. Bailey Shugman, how do you do that at Farmhouse to make sure that people feel like this is a place where they feel safe and where they feel valued and, you know, to get away from some of this atmosphere that Alejandra has said is often pervasive in the scene? Um, that's a great question. I um, was told once by uh, a female manager of mine that hospitality starts at the top and that you see restaurants fail when that's not happening. And for me, I just think that that's the environment I want to cultivate, and that's the one I've seen work the best, um, is when I'm willing to do everything that I ask my staff to do, and I can do it well, and I can set the example and show them the same uh, kindness and respect that I would expect them to show my guests uh, and their guests. Um, I am hospitable to Kevin, my manager, um, and set the example there for them as well. That way, you know, we can work as a team and all respect each other. And it's not about who knows the most and who does the most. It's just about getting it done together and respecting each other's needs. And, um, you know, I guess that's really the And Alejandra, does that ring true to you, too, at Chandler Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I do think, though, that... Um, it doesn't have to start at the top necessarily. I think that that is one thing that is held back in this industry and in a lot of industries that there's a lot of power um, to one person and there's a lot of power to, you know, to anyone in the level. It's just a matter of speaking up, um, no matter whether you're a higher level or mid-level or lower level in your hierarchy of where you work. Um, yeah, it just things will be okay if we all speak up when they're not. Well, Alejandra Fallows of Chandler Hill Vineyards, thank you for joining us. And Bailey Shookman of Farmhouse, um, thank you so much for being here. Our two ones to watch this year. And Heather Hughes-Huff, thank you for uh, putting together this list for Sauce Magazine. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.